guys hey how's it going welcome to the pink cloud nine podcast video show how are you today um i am doing great considering i've been at this all day long which is you know i'm living my dream i wanted to do this ever since i was a little kid i was like oh when i grow up i want to interview all kinds of cool people and look at me now i'm doing it so it's actually pretty exciting so anyway, enough about me. Um, this is a little promo to let the guests know a little bit about the show and also for the viewers out there that have never watched the show before. So here's 30 seconds. longest 30 seconds of my life (laughs) waiting for that to pass by but you know it helps a lot because some people come up here they have no idea what pink cloud nine is about mental health addiction recovery you know i've been in it for four years so i'm pretty excited about that but enough about me it's not about me it's not the k show the pc9 show it's the author pete thrawn show today Hey, author Pete, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. We've been, this has been planned for, it feels like weeks, weeks, like a long time ago. And so I've been very excited for this moment to happen. So tell us about the first book, End of Tour. Okay, uh, End of Tour is about my life events as a police officer. Um, it goes from me being a rookie to my obsession to become a detective. And I start working into undercover work and I end up going to, um, ATF, which is alcohol technical firearms, where I did the largest crack cocaine case in the Southern district's history for that time. And I was told I was going to be detective when I went back to the command, which was about a year after, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I was still doing uh, undercover work as a narcotic uh, officer. Yes. And during a drug buy, the bus went, it was a buy and bus, uh, it went awry. And I found myself being put on trial for crimes I didn't commit. Wow for doing my job actually that night and I was found guilty of a few felonies not the major felony because I wouldn't be on the show if I was right right (laughs) and they were non-violent felonies but I still got two years from the judge he just hated he hated all law enforcement agents and I I did two years in prison and I came back came out and kind of found that life was not what it was when I first went in. Mm-hmm. And I decided to, but when I was in, I decided to write a book, but I didn't want to do it right when I came out because my children were, were, were young. 
and then 23 years later, I wrote the first book. Hmm. Wow. Jeez. That is that is that is quite the story. I I love it. I love that, you know, you, you know, survived through that terrible time, and also all of the work that you have done. Thank you for your service. You know. Okay. First of all, actually, so um, so let's back up a little bit because I'm, you know, it has a. <laughs> It has a lot of, it's a mouthful of, you know, what we can talk about. So let's talk about one thing. So the detective part, that actually interests me because um, I always wondered what it entails, which de- de- department were you interested in, or did you, you know, tell well, me about the detective part a little bit. What I wanted to be, I wanted to, uh, detectives have grades, so when you do make get your shield, you're considered a third-grade detective. Okay. It's kind of like when you're a police officer, you're a third-grade police officer, then you go to second, then first. Okay. I wanted to try to make it to first grade because there's only, I believe, about 300 first-grade detectives in this city. That's not a lot. They're the cream of the crop. And I wanted to get into uh, homicide. Yeah. That never happened. Sure. My... My drive, I, I think my obsession to be a, a detective definitely put me in harm's way because I was, I was kind of a wild man in the street. Yeah. I, I didn't wait for crime to happen. I looked for it. Gotcha. And I was a housing cop, so they, the housing police are, it's one of the divisions now of NYPD, but it used to be a separate department. Just like transit, transit was in the in the subways, and NYPD covered everything. And housing was in the housing projects. My my thought and my my experience was that I loved making drug collars and gun collars. It was that's how I got my my high on it. That's that's I was a, an adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. Cool. And. The drugs were actually being dealt on the street and brought back into the project. Mm-hmm. But the bosses on my job, they didn't want to hear it because I was making off project calls. I wasn't in the projects making the calls. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of pissing people off doing that. But I I didn't care. I was just, I kept doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And they really they weren't too fond of me, some of the bosses. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, I never made it to the detective. But... You know, I got to do the book yeah, and sure. tell people about my story. Yeah. Kind of bring to light that police officers are people. Mm-hmm. They have lives and they have families. And mm-hmm. in a split second, your life can change dramatically. Absolutely. It, and you can, you basically change everybody. It, it affects your whole family. Mm-hmm. Just as it affects you. When I was in mm-hmm. prison, I, I wasn't I didn't realize when I was in prison, I was, I was doing, my family was doing time with me. Right. You know, you don't really, you're, you're thinking about yourself. Yeah. I was always thinking about my family and my kids, but you don't realize that your mother's doing the time, your brother, your sister. Mm-hmm. It's, I realized that when I wrote the second book. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we can, let's talk about the second book 
as well. Um, the second book, I actually wasn't going to write about the second book, but I had so many people that read the first book said, listen, you only scratch the surface of when you were in prison. Yeah. And for me, that that's kind of a sore subject. It's not a subject that I was proud of. Mm-hmm. I was proud of writing about my police events and all the things I did as a cop. But so many people have said, you need to write about it and let people know what it was like to be in prison as a cop. So I, I did. When COVID happened, and it's such a terrible thing that's going on with that, but it actually helped me because I wasn't able to do my job as a sports consultant. So I sat behind my computer and I basically wrote the book within five months. Okay. And I had the book out almost the same time a, a year after as the first book came out. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, speaking of prison, so you were uh, you did time falsely accused. That's what yes. I'm hearing. How was that being? In, did you know you were going to serve the two years, or was it like every day? Like I hope I get out. I hope I get out. Like how did that work for you? Because well, being that I was in for the the, the crimes have they have categories. So they're either a violent crime or a nonviolent crime. Mm-hmm. I was found not guilty of the nonviolent crime of of the of the the violent crime. Right. I actually took the stand in my own case. Mm. And which is kind of unheard of. People really don't do that, but I felt I did. I needed to. Mm-hmm. And I was found guilty of the nonviolent crimes. Too. So I was facing. I should have really gotten probation, but the judge yeah. just. He hated me, mm-hmm. and he hated other cops. And he gave me he gave me the max. He gave me two to four years. Gotcha. Okay. I was eligible for so many programs like work release and mm-hmm. um, they have a shock program that I should have been able to get. I, I put in for it. I had an advocate that, did, that put in for it, but this judge just kept blocking everything. So I ended up doing two years. Right. And it, it's mm-hmm. weird because you're, you're in with violent you're, you're in with violent felons. And they, even though I was in protective custody, they still knew I was a cop. And people get put into protective custody to get other people that are either snitching on like uh, their gangs or on a person. Mm-hmm. So it's not really protective custody. It's, mm-hmm. it's you're in prison and mm-hmm. it's pretty scary. I saw a lot of things that I would never wish on anybody else. Yes. And that's what the second book the second book is called One Under. And that One Under is really, it's a statement you say, that cops say when they arrest somebody, they'll tell the uh, dispatch, I have one under or two under. Gotcha. So I kind of felt like, okay, this is kind of fitting. Um, I'm under arrest, so I'll, I'll call it One Under. And um, both books, thank God, did really, really well. They both were on the bestseller list. Mm-hmm. And um, end of tour just made it to number two in right. three different categories: uh, law enforcement biographies and memoirs and bi- biographies and something else. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you can't remember. So many. <clears throat> and 
one other actually made it to number one. Yeah, that's amazing. And so I, um, it's doing well, and uh, you have to promote, but I have a pretty good fan. It's still on working, which is good. That's good. Awesome. Wow. Okay, so... Uh, I, I guess uh, I'll say this real quick and then we'll move on a little bit more about the books as well. The reason I stay sober today is because I don't want to go to prison. Because I'm the type of addict that or person that if I put a drink in me, I don't stop. And then I do something so ridiculous, it's going to just... I'm going to wake up in jail. I cannot. You know what I'm saying? Fair. So I stay sober today to avoid prison. And then I'll say the other thing is, four years ago, the reason why I got sober was because I was standing in front of a judge that told me you can either do 10 years of prison or I'm going to give you four years of probation and let you get sober and see if you do any anything with your life. Right. And so I was looking at 10 years myself, so I can only, I can only sympathize, I can only uh, imagine what it was like for you those two years because I couldn't survive it. You know, so. it, it's. I mean, that's. It's an amazing comp- accomplishment that you did, and I, I, I think you're lucky that you had a judge like that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. he he gave you a lifeline, and he may have not been a nice person, but he he helped you. And look, I mean, you got a great show now, and mm-hmm. I, I I'll never go back. Sure, I mean, sure. I, and I, I, my main thing was when my kids were growing up, I said, I did enough time for everybody. Mm-hmm. You guys got to stay out. Mm-hmm. And there were, you know, thank God I have three great, great kids. Mm-hmm. But it's good. I, I don't wish prison on anyone. Yeah. You know, I appreciate Some people just, they love it. They love to be there because they have three meals, they have a bed, and they're accepted there. Yeah. So they can't function outside mm-hmm. and, and I understand that because it's very tough because I'm not able to get I only have an e-felony non-violent I, I can't get hired anywhere right yeah no. <laughs> I feel it's, the, it's I feel tough. you on that one I feel you on that one that's why I have my show I, mean, I don't need <laughs> I don't need your permission to have my show lady yeah. you know so yeah exactly you know we have a lot in common that's pretty interesting Okay, yes. cool. Uh, so anyway, just for those listeners, the description to end of tour, the link is in the description. So you can link and click the link right now and purchase it. And also look into the second book. And then I, what's the name of the second book? The second book is called One Under. That's right. And you just explained the title, which is like, you know, I apologize. My brain okay. is fried. But, um... <laughs> And then you are also working on a future project. So everybody follow author Pete Thrawn. He is awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about maybe not, you don't have to tell us a story or anything. I can tell you a little. um, Actually, there's going to still be a third book to the end of tour series, but I'm going to kind of wait maybe about, I'm going to be working on that in a year. But right now I'm working on my first fiction mm-hmm. book, which is going to be about a serial killer mm-hmm. in Manhattan. And he's going to go a little around the world, but it's his main place is in Manhattan. And it's going to go from the 1990s to present. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of 
I'll be opening doorways and closing them between those those time gaps. Cool. He's a pretty bad guy. His name yeah. is Jack. I get you. I get you. He's not a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm obsessed with Criminal Minds and uh, Law and Order. I love those shows. Love those. Yeah, shows. they're great. Yeah, they are. That's why they're I was great. asking you about the detective stuff, and uh, and and also you have the story coming out um, with the serial killer, and I'm just like. You know, those shows, Law and Order and Criminal Minds, they're based off of real true um, yes, crimes. So yes. I'm like obsessed, you know, watching that like, I can't believe And then, but then I get really super paranoid. So it's kind of like a balance that I need in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. understand. And, and those shows, they pretty much, they do cover what real police work is, in, at least in the city. There's other shows that show police over, you know, could be a, the character he's getting into a shootout every week. That doesn't happen. Sure. Like, it depends on where the person, like, I worked in what's called an A house, mm-hmm. and that's the busiest of houses. It's A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. I, on a, at any given night when I was on patrol, I would probably take my gun out probably between 20 to 30 times a night because all the jobs were very violent. Yeah. That we would be called to. Crazy. Cop can't do that now. Yeah. They yeah. they just can't do that. True. You know they do. Basically, be fired. Mm-hmm. It's such a different different on uh, I I feel bad for some of the cops that work now. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them there are bad apples in, in any job. Yeah. That's you know, right. And the person that started this thing is not a cop that I don't know that doesn't believe that person should get the full sentence. Mm-hmm. The one person, well, you know, disrupted this whole, whole United States. It's amazing. Sure, but, sure. You know, it's, cause those shows are great. They they do they do cover the police the right way. Yeah. I love Good. them. I love those shows. I'm obsessed. I've seen all the epi- all the seasons, and there's like 15 seasons, and I'm like. Well, I love because I know that that's really how hard y'all yeah. y'all worked and work and work and I'm like I can't even I can't even deal with 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 the craziness yeah. that's happening outside in the world today. You know, I'm just like ah, you yeah. know. So keep me safe. So okay, cool deal. Um, thank you so much for being here. I could you know ask you questions because the topic is awesome. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, author Pete Thrawn, with your end of tour book and one and under. What? How does it say? One under. Yeah, one under. yeah, I. You know, because I'm not in that field. I ha- I, I I would have to practice it over and over. So I'm like, but I'm trying. I'm trying. I get the the simulation to it. You know, the what yes, it means. Yeah. I get what it means. So that's pretty cool. Thank you so much for being here and um, stay in contact and I'm going to, you know, send you your links and all of that wonderful stuff and uh, thank you for your service and keep writing. Don't stop writing. Oh, I won't. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Thank you so much.